You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Jim Hewer subbing in for Mark Kilcoin down at Enterprise Center. And Charlie Marlowe, who is trying to make his way back from San Jose. I cannot wait to see him tomorrow, Brian Hoffman, because I want to get the lowdown on... Did he lose his luggage or did he not lose his luggage? I think he got it back, but I wonder if he had to rewear some clothing in, oh, in the meantime. I, You know what? I shouldn't admit to this, but I accidentally did that one time. Luckily, it was an overnight trip with the Blues down to Dallas. And I, for some reason, when I checked into the plane, I left my bag with my clothes in my car. And I had my other stuff with me. I get to my room and I go, I don't have a change of clothes for tomorrow. This is going to be real bad. So So here are the series of tweets. It starts on May 19th at 12.10. I'm at the San Jose airport. I got this cool new airfare package where I arrived the night before, and then my baggage maybe arrives the next day. Pretty sweet deal. He then adds, uh, about 10 minutes later, yo, he tags Southwest Airlines, you owe me about 50,000 points for what you've put me through over the last 12 hours. I still love you, but right now I don't like you. And then yesterday, the Blues were up 3 nothing. This is after Tarasenko's uh, penalty shot. Yeah. And of equal importance, my bags finally arrived at the airport. Tune in to Fox 2 now for live reports and post following Game 5. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't wait to talk to Charlie and see what uh, hear more stories about that going out to San Jose. And hopefully nobody's got to go back down to San Jose. The Blues take care of business tomorrow night. From the text line, 314, I'm tearing up listening to this. And I know we aren't there yet, but I want this like, I've never wanted anything in my life. Let's go blue. I know you're not supposed to assume anything, but you just you can't help but just wonder what that's going to feel like if tomorrow night, 10 o'clock, it's all wrapped up. It'll be pretty awesome. Yes. Feeling. It'll be, it gets only better from there on. There's no doubt about that. Talked about Gamers Thrones earlier. Come on, guys. What's all that going on with this where you plant your flag stuff? Some stupid TV show that only metrosexuals care about. Really? That's not true, but we also talk. We needed a gap. Let's be let's just let's look behind well, the curtain. We talked so, we broke down the blues and cardinals in the eleven o'clock hour. We needed ten minutes. Oh see, I was I <laughs> that was a ten minute gap to Martin. <laughs> I was gonna take his criticism the other way, which is yeah, so I use lotion on my skin and I'm wearing a purple shirt. What's your point? Uh, fair. You What's your point? Shirt, huh? What's your point? Nothing wrong with What's that. Your point there, fella? Hey, the reality is there are all kinds of people that watch that show. I was not one of them, but I just wanted to get your guys' thought because you, you guys had seen all the, okay. the entire series. We so. don't live in, again. That was a, a that, show that was talked about immediately as it was go- going live on television in an era where that doesn't happen anymore unless it's sports. It was probably the last show for a long time that's going to be treated that way. It, it's monoculture, and we don't have those anymore because people watch shows on their own time, and they watch them in their own space. You know, you know, space, and and you know, we get entire seasons released on one weekend, and then everyone watches it and talks about it Monday. But we don't get 
Like, you have to be in front of the TV at 7 p.m. or the next day you are going to be out of the loop and not know what anyone's talking about. That doesn't happen anymore. This was the last time that was really going to happen, so it, it, it made sense to talk about it. It was interesting. I, I had trouble following it again. I watched the last episode, but we'll move on. One thing I do want to mention we didn't get to, NBA playoffs. Game in overtime last night was going on at the same time of Game of Thrones, and at the end of the first overtime between Toronto and and Milwaukee, there was a timeout, so I kept flipping back and forth. I didn't have two devices going at once, which I should have. But uh, Milwaukee loses a game, so now it's 2-1. And on the other side of it, Golden State, guys, they are just proving to be one of the best teams we've seen in a long, long time. Durant's out, but yet they still find ways to dominate. I mean, the Western they, Conference Final is Houston-Golden State. It was. That second-round matchup. Whoever came out of that was more than likely going to go to the to the NBA Finals. So my point is, with the Golden State talk, I know everybody's looking for a weakness. I don't know that there is one, guys. I really don't. I mean, Durant's one of the best players in the league. He's not there. He's. I don't know if he's going to play at all in the Finals. We'll find out. But right now, they just keep finding ways, and that's what those guys do. They're so good, they find ways i know rock you're a big nba guy but nobody i I just don't think i think it's unrealistic to sit here and think golden state's going to get beat i think golden state wins do you though i think the team that could give them a huge fight and really give them trouble are the milwaukee bucks the team that usually gives golden state trouble are teams with a lot of length and the bucks have that because they could force golden state to play big which is not what they want to do. And more so than that, I think it's it's that they have length in a better way than... I mean, the Cavaliers won by beating them up and winning on the glass because the Golden State Warriors did what everyone was doing and they were at the head of it, which was they just ignored the concept of offensive rebounding. Mm-hmm. And that ended up biting them in the ass because Tristan Thompson was eating all over them. The Bucks are long in, in an even better way in that they have a bunch of six five, six seven guys with wingspans to match that they can just switch all day. And that's how you that's the only way you can beat the Warriors. You have to switch on their screens and you have to blitz those screens. And to do that, you have to have big men who can move their feet. Giannis is seven feet tall and moves like a point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Middleton's six six eight. Tony Snell's six seven. Mark Malcolm Brogdon's six five. They have the bodies there. And Brogdon's getting better too. He's getting he healthier too. The big thing is that they do have some things that make their offense work that Golden State can absolutely attack. And the one thing Golden State does better than any other team is that they find the weak point and then they find a way to get the ball in front of that weak point and then murder that weak point on national television. And that's Brooke Lopez, Ersan Ilyasova, um, who, and Nikola Mirotic, who helps spread that offense out and they play off and they shoot threes all over from Giannis's driving and kicking. But if they get isolated one-on-one in the pick-and-roll by Golden State – um, if Steph doesn't burn them out at 30 feet, then Draymond, as we saw this over the weekend, is the best short passer out of the short roll maybe we've ever seen. He's going to just dice it up. So that's my big question is how does – if Milwaukee survives the Raptors, how do they keep Brooke Lopez into the game and those guys into the game? Because those guys' shooting has been huge for them. But at the same time, how does Golden State – Look at another at a defense that has a seven footer who can get anywhere on the court in the blink of an eye, when essentially great defenders and super defenders like LeBron James were what the only thing that could stymie them. Giannis is averaging in this series against Toronto three mm-hmm. games in Bucks lead two games to one, twenty two points and eighteen rebounds a game. 
How many minutes? And now it's a little elevated because of the double overtime right. game. It just is, over right. about thirty nine minutes a game. Again, he could play forty two minutes a game in, during the finals. Yes, and, and, and it wouldn't shock me if he does. And that's going to be interesting to watch. Now, is it a foregone conclusion the Bucks get there though? I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, but I would I would make them the heavy favorites. Okay. I don't know how I, Toronto gets three more wins. Out of yeah, this. I think that was a clear example where Toronto just kind of was able to outlast them with a solid bench and the fact that Kawhi's a machine. Yeah. I feel like that game needed to be a blowout for Toronto to have a chance to win that series, only because now if you're Milwaukee, you're thinking they played a near-perfect game and it still took double overtime, whereas we played a really good game in game two and it was never close. Blew out by 20. Right. I I just – Golden State, guys, to me, I just think we always look for the team on top. We're looking for chinks in the armor. I don't know if there are any chinks in the armor other than, okay, Durant's – Compromise, but even with him compromise, they find a way. I mean, Steph Curry found a way to answer and shut it down against the Rockets. Everybody said, "Oh, yeah, Durant can't play." It's a, they just said, "Nah, so what, Rockets? We're leaving you in the dust." It's not better, but I've always been under the camp that the Warriors were more fun themselves without Kevin Durant in their offense. And it was the NBA True. was more fun because Kevin Durant was then on another team just scoring 35 points a game. That's good. Their movement was be- is better without Kevin Durant because he's a because he's he's incredible. He's a ball stopper. And as soon as you get to Kevin Durant and he has anybody who isn't an elite defender on him, then he's you know, let him let him go for five seconds. He's gonna cook the guy and you're gonna get a bucket. But now you see it these incredible ways that they have Curry running, you know, start a pick and roll. Mm-hmm. And then 10 seconds later, Curry's coming off another screen, kind of out like the back end of that pick and roll that he just ran, and he comes out of that screen completely wide open. The just continuation of play they had is have is nuts. And yeah, I, I even with the way the Bucks are able going to be able to throw Giannis and some crazy defense at him, I can't see it actually working. A, a 50% Durant. Four for four wins. Yeah, a 50% Kevin Durant. I mean, does anybody have a shot? I wonder if he wants to play if he's that. Well, that though, that's a good point. I I wonder just defensively, because defensively he definitely changed. I mean, they, uh, take away how are they more fun to watch offensively? They are one hundred percent better team yes. defensively when Kevin Durant is on the floor because he's, he's got seven foot length and he and he's a crazy athlete and he's a good instinctual defender and he's been surprisingly good as like a five in, in defense. So that's the big thing I think with Durant is it's less the offense part is. Would he play because he makes their defense a completely different level? Uh, NBA playoffs continuing East and Western Conference Finals. We'll get to the NBA Finals here shortly. I think uh, I agree with you guys. One, it's going to be Milwaukee, but they might stumble at least one more time against Toronto and Golden State is just Golden State sitting around waiting going, who's next? I kind of want them to stumble because if Golden State wraps it up like we think they will and the Bucks win it, their next game, I think we'll have six days between the end of those two series and the start of the finals. So let's let's That's maybe take it to seven in the east so we at least have something to watch every other night. That is true. We won't have much going for us. There's no doubt about well, that. We, well, we will, hopefully. <laughs> is, yes, we will here in St. Louis hoping for a Blues victory tomorrow night to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. It is the Midday Grind. I'm Jim Hewer in for Charlie Marlowe and Martin Kilcoin. Alongside is Brian Hoffman and Matt Rocchio. i got to get a one-note hit for St. Louis FC. A 0-0 draw still near the top of the table. Their next home match is a week from Wednesday. They will play in Open Cup competition against Madison FC. 
a chance to win and move on in the basically which is the national tournament here as far as soccer goes in the United States. So go and check them out at the soccer park a week from Wednesday as they'll get into some soccer play. And we got to get to a few sponsors yet before we get to the end of the day. We do. We have the Appliance Discounter. It's another great time to buy at the Appliance Discounters today. They are opening up, by the way, soon, a uh, their seventh area location that is going to be taking place in uh, Maplewood, I believe. I think so. That's they correct. are in uh, six other area locations. If you have any other appliance issues, they do repairs, but they also you can buy your new appliances there as well. Six area locations. Go to the appliancediscounters.com, St. Louis County, St. Charles, Baldwin, Webster Groves, and I believe in Fairview Heights, Illinois. The other side of the river, there is an appliance discounters near you. The appliancediscounters.com. It's always a good time when it's starting to get the summer. We have a Memorial Day weekend. You, you're always going, I wish I had one more right. refrigerator to keep things cool for the get-together. So that might be the place to go for that. There's no doubt about that. It is uh, coming up on 10 before the hour of 1 o'clock. That's when the hard line will jump in here with TJ Mo, Bob Ramsey, and John Hadley. But before we finish, it is time for the end of the day the end of the day okay when's the end of the day at the end of the day it's gonna to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it at the end of the day even though there's moments where you're like oh I, you know i don't want to do this you know credit to one player in baseball i'll give credit to two players one very young and exciting and you should watch whenever possible another one an old player has kind of been the butt of jokes for for a while uh that is chris davis who started oh. off horrendously yes he did had one of the worst starts frankly, in baseball history. It was hitless up until the middle of April, and it was a streak that even extended back to the end of last year where he just was not hitting, and his contract is an albatross. But to his credit, since April 13th, he is batting 250 with a 464 slugging. So he's, he's been turned it around. He's turned it around to a degree, at least more yeah. so than, than I think what any expectations were for him to turn it around. It got to where he was the butt end of a lot of jokes, yes. and it was really rough. I can only imagine, as he was going through that towards the end, what that was like. Because he's been a good player in the past. I mean, it's not like you're talking about a guy who never hit above 200. And he, he was a nice player in Major League Baseball. So it's, it's at least good to see him turn around. But, man, the Orioles are tough to watch. They are. <laughs> now, in their division, the young player. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. got off to a bit of a rough start after being called up, as a lot of young hitters do. Mm -hmm. Since May 14th, I know it's only a span of six games. But he's batting 333 with a 417 on base and a 905 slugging. Seven hits, four of which are home runs. I know if uh, if you're looking for a, a new, fun, young team, especially in the American League, if you want uh, in the uh, the junior circuit, yep. look at the Toronto Blue Jays. You have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You have Biggio's kid, Bichette, oh, right. Bichette, Dante Bichette's kid. I think I got a direct message the other day that uh, Jeff Conine's kid is in the uh, – he the is. The Blue Jays system. And he is. Doing quite well. That is a fun, young team worth watching, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is worth watching uh, today. Let the kids play. Yes. Bring them up. Don't let them sit in the Myers. Watch them play. And by the way, there was a side-by-side -side view of Junior and Senior swinging the bat I saw on social media last week. Now, Junior's a 
a little bit bigger. He's huskier. Yeah, he's yeah. huskier. Oh, yeah. But, oh, my <laughs> gosh, the swings are almost identical. I know. It's scary. But Junior is a well-built. Yes, he is. Well-built baseball he's player. not the lengthy uh, guy that no. Senior was, but, my goodness, their swings are almost identical. Rock, this is right up your alley. We have a uh, the head football coach and GM of XFL Houston. Oh, Uh-oh. It is June Jones. That's a good really? one. That's a, good for them. Oh. That's a good one. I know we gave them, well, we were kind of critical of their pick here in St. Louis because it wasn't any connection. Now we Good just, for them. Now we just need to do the exact opposite and exhume some coach to run the wing tee. Right, exactly. We got the air raid, we got the wing. Uh, that's what we need. We need every single progenitor of legendary offenses to come to, to just spread out throughout all these weird leagues. Bring in the air raid with June Jones. Bring in the wing tee with somebody. Let Mike Martz, you know, get his quarterbacks killed with seven-step drops and no tight end protection. This is what we need in these leagues. That's that's perfect. I like that. I love that. Good for them. Uh, and, and I'll show my age a little <laughs> bit here, go guys. Five wide. It's gonna, every play is going to be five wide. It's going to be awesome. Every running play is going to be a reverse. It's, I love June Jones. When, when the USFL was going, they had the Houston Gamblers, and they had – Jim Kelly down there, and they were all about moving the football and throwing the football. That's, that's the way to do it, man. So, so I, I like that, and oh my goodness, uh, that's going to be a lot of points on the board in Houston. He's going to get quarterbacks murdered. And if you're looking, <laughs> just like Martz did, because <laughs> like, here's the thing, the San Diego offense what, like had a couple big games, but their quarterback got murdered a couple times because Martz is still all Protection about Protection coverage, all don't about worry about it. Four deep, seven-step drops, no extra protection. Yep, that's Fantastic. exactly right. And if you are looking for blues tickets for tomorrow night, oh, yeah. price is dropping. StubHub, the lowest really? price is 162 wow. Dropping. You can get in the door. Probably for once fees and all that are taken in, probably about 200 Wow. And now is that just dropping this morning? or Yeah, it was over 200 this morning. It really? Was, it was about 2.30 after the game yesterday. Why would that be? Is it I don't just know. because people think it's a foregone conclusion they're going to beat up on the Sharks? I wonder if it's going to uh, increase at all in the next couple hours or not. But that is the end of the day. And if you're looking for a tax resolution service, might I recommend our guy, Mark Milton, stltaxlawyer.com. Former Justice Department attorney. He's now on your side. Just down the street from where the studio is, Woodlawn and Manchester. He takes a local and holistic approach to tax resolution services. Do not get sucked in to the out-of-town ones that you hear about on TV and radio. Mark works and lives right here in the Kirkwood area. Once again, stltaxlawyer.com today. Remember, the choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertising. Thank you very much, guys, for helping me out Thank get you, through Jim. this midday grind. We'll have... Martin and Frank back tomorrow. Hopefully, we're going to be live from the Enterprise Center. Pierre McGuire scheduled to join at ten thirty tomorrow morning. Oh, that'll be great yes. to hear what Pierre has to say. Look, he he knows the game. He gets uh, people ticked off from time to time, and I'm one of those guys. I'm like, oh, sometimes Pierre, you just need to be quiet. But he does know the game, and and he will have some insight. And a lot of what they're saying is true. Blues are dominating the series, and we'll see what the Sharks bring back. Uh, tomorrow coming up next it's the hard line we got tj mo and bob ramsey sitting outside the studios here they're getting ready to jump in here blues fans all i can tell you is sleep well and get ready for what could be as you guys pointed out the biggest game in blues histories yes. to date for a lot of the younger folks so a big one coming up as the blues take on the sharks that's going to do it for the midday grind much more coming your way today on 590 the fan and 590 the fan.com 
Congratulations. Congratulations.